You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. I hit the record button, so we've begun. Okay. I got coffee, so I think I might be uh, getting awake here. So, yeah. and, that, and that's the way we start, folks, on a Sunday morning recording Geekiest Show Ever, episode 159. And we are sans Mark Greentree this week because he has this aversion. He wants to sleep for some reason. We're not real sure. Also could happen like the last show where he just jumps in in the middle of things and scares the shit out of two old guys. That's not a good thing. We don't have that much shit to go uh, at our age here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We really don't. We don't need him scaring what little bit we've got left out. <laughs> right. And I kind of subscribe to the song by Bon Jovi, I'll Sleep When I'm Dead. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm going to bring that up. My, my, my disdain, or I shouldn't say disdain, my lack of music listening to has taken an opposite turn again here lately. I it periodically I've been listening to um uh Journey for some reason Don't last year. Stop I believe Yeah. And oh Sherry with Steve Perry when he was oh. still part of Journey. Mm. And then I flip between that and some of the classic uh, original A C D C stuff. So I'm flopping between those two right now in a playlist that I have. Okay, now I'm just picturing you flopping around, but anyway. Um, Lots of people do. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, and I, you know, and yeah, like I say, you're, you're, you're having an uptick in music. You know, I, I always listen to music, and I've been trying to figure out how to manage music on a 16-gig iPhone and, you know, really wishing that I had a, a rich relative or something or some source of money because I wouldn't mind getting, you know, like an iPhone. I get the iPhone 6 Plus, I think, and I'd max that baby out at 128 gigs, so... Um, you know, I'd like something like that, so I don't have to manage my playlists. I could just, like, 128, I could probably slap the whole thing on there, although I probably wouldn't because there's some I don't listen to that often. But then I could just kind of listen to whatever I wanted to. Yeah. Now, I, I've got a friend that he's waiting for his 128-gig 6-plus gold to come in. Mm, yeah. Uh, color wouldn't be so much because I'd probably put it in the case because given my job – you know, banging around, I would probably put it in a case just to protect it. So, yeah, I, I would too. I, uh, the girl that I work with, she got her six plus, she got a 64 gig white and she has, um, I forget what kind of case she got. It looks similar to the Apple vinyl case, but not quite the same. Mm. I want something that probably, even though the screen is tough, I probably want something that go over the screen. Um, because I put it in my pouch and carry it around. I did carry my, uh, iPhone in there uh, naked. Not, well, I don't think it scratched the screen, but you could see something on there, and it came off eventually, I guess. But uh, I just don't want the uh, you know the screen getting messed up, so it'd have a protector of some sort on it. Yeah, no, I see. That's the one thing. The case that I have on my current phone holds the screen up off the desk or off the surface by just you know a uh, few few hair thicknesses. It's not much, I mean, but it's enough to keep it from scratching. And I don't really treat it that kindly, but I'm also not real rough on it. Like, and I'm not in the tough environment that you're in. Mm. Yeah, you know, cleaning them toilets it gets tough sometimes. So, you might need an otter box. So if it takes a swim, ah, okay. Yeah, I already got one for my current phone. So, although you know, as much as I pull these flaps out, they're still holding up. Though I've had it, probably been using it about a year. So, that's not bad. And, and and uh speaking of music too, we heard from uh Bill Patterson this morning. He found that song I was talking about by uh was it Uncle Vic, I think is his name, Space Invader. So 
Everybody go out and have a listen. It's a great song. I listened to it this morning, and uh, uh, I don't know. That sounds like a song that may have been played on Dr. Demento once upon a time. And I didn't listen to Dr. Demento all that much. Um, I did it at certain times, but I just never thought to do it. So it flew over my radar. I didn't uh, hear it until this morning. And then out there searching, I also came across another one. Um, let's see here. If I can... Uh, I was going to look it up. I have it here in uh, Aust- Safari the, somewhere. The Australian version you were talking about? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Player One, Space Invaders, from an Australian group, so that'll make Mark happy. Yeah, I have heard bits and pieces of that one when I was looking for the Uncle Vic song. So Yeah, an Australian electro-disco. Oh, disco. That may be the problem. Uh, Mark is into disco. Mark is a big disco. You know, can't you see Mark in tight white pants doing the, his John Travolta thing. <laughs> and folks, I, Mike's trying not to vomit. <laughs> yeah, I just ate a little bit ago. I don't want to see my uh, Fruity Pebbles come up. Oh, you had Fruity Pebbles. I had sausage and eggs. Oh, yeah. I'm a cold cereal uh, kind of guy. So, And, uh, you know, you said Dr. Demento. That made me think. Uh, I used to listen to him a lot on Saturday nights, I think he was on, or Friday nights. I can't remember. Uh, a friend of mine would record it, and we'd listen to it, too. I happen to think of the one Dr. Demento song I let my kids listen to, Fish Heads. Have you ever heard that one? No. They've turned on a lot of their friends in school to it. It start, It goes, fish heads, fish heads, roly-poly fish heads, fish heads. Yeah, it's a very bizarre song. You need to listen to it, folks. Okay, yeah, and I, uh, you know, the ones I'm trying to remember now, uh, do you, I even, can't even quite remember, uh, the one about going to the funny farm. Oh, the, the song about Napoleon. Um, Is that it? Yeah, Napoleon's in it. He mentions it. But I know which song you're talking about. Then there was Kinko, the kid-loving clown. Kinko, no. Kinko, Kinko, the kid-loving clown. You know, it, it was very disturbing. <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds like a theme song for a serial killer or something. Uh, so. it, was, it was very, Dr. Demento was very demented. Right. So. Then we had things like Disco Duck and... Oh, yeah, Disco... Yeah, that was weird, too. Now, that just made me think of uh, Rubber Ducky with Bert and Ernie. Rubber oh. Ducky, you're the one. Well, you then you said... <laughs> okay, well, then you said Rubber Ducky, and I started thinking of Convoy. Oh, yeah. I yeah, watched that I... video you recommended, by the way, about the oh, bread, the... bread commercial one. Yeah. It's kind of neat, or... Yeah, I liked that. That was pretty good. The old home filler up and keep on a trucking cafe. Yep. There, yeah, that was the name of it. Yeah, it's been so long. I was like a wee kid. Well, we're, we're tripping down old man lane Yeah, here. we got to be careful. We want to stay away from the old man shtick. Right. We we, we want to unstick ourselves. Yeah, I, I try to do that. I get out of this chair once in a while just to make sure that I'm unsticked. So. so yeah. So and and it's a beautiful fall fall morning here in uh, my neck of the woods. It's there's a cool breeze. I actually turned the heat on and set it at like sixty eight or sixty nine to warm the house up a little bit. You know, because everybody otherwise everybody complains. So you call it a nice fall day. Uh, well, it's not bad here. It'll get worse. Uh, but we're we're you know I've made a the a point of saying that I'm scotch literally and figuratively. So we haven't turned the heat on yet. And so the thing I hate about cold weather is my feet were cold last night. So I had to put socks on so that they would, uh, well, they even haven't quite uh, quit tingling yet, but they're, they're warming up. But yeah, so this is not my favorite type of year. Fall isn't bad. Winter sucks. 
Well, see, I know I, that, that's odd. I slept with a little bit of covers. I still had the ceiling fan and everything going, but I had my feet out so they'd stay nice and cool. I like my feet to be cool. So you, uh, you can have mine. <laughs> okay, that's a now that's a picture of you and me snuggling that I didn't need in my head. Oh, thank you. <laughs> hey, if you, was... you put it in mine. I'm putting it in yours. <laughs> Okay, and before that conversation goes oh, yeah. completely sorry. wrong. Sorry, folks, sorry. I'm a little uh, ill now. Uh, but, uh, well, it was. it's also it was cool enough yesterday. It was only in the 50s that it finally cooled down enough. I felt like opening the windows here in the house to let some air in. Oh, we've been doing that for a while now. But uh, Well, it has to get below 60 before I can do that. I was going to see what our temperature was this morning. We had a cold spell, but I think it's warmed up. Um Let's see. Yeah, I'm trying to look at my phone here and talk at the same time. Um, it's 46 here, Fahrenheit. Yeah, I'm trying to find my weather thing on my phone here. Well, please look for your thing. Don't lose it on the phone. Yeah, okay. Oh, it's not popping up here, but... Oh, and that's I don't great. Want... <laughs> oh, boy. D- double innuendos. They can be so bad. Double innuendos? Oh, that's even more painful. Anyway, let's stop. Yeah. We're going yes. To, we're going down a matter. We do actually have something that we need to talk about, folks. And only because we're recording this, uh, what, about three, four days after the Apple announcements on the, was it the 16th? It was of October. So we're recording on the 19th. So that's three. Yeah, my math works this time of morning. So uh, there was a whole lot of stuff uh, talked about. I mean, they talked about, uh, you know, how they were doing and all this stuff. They they talked about uh, iOS 8, uh, Mavericks. Um, are you doing Mavericks yet? Yeah. I mean, not Mavericks, Yosemite. Yeah, I got that installed, and uh, and that's kind of neat because now when I get a phone call, I get my uh, Mac and my iPad um, chirping at me, too, or yelling at me or whatever. So um, Because my son called last night, and all of a sudden the Mac started making noise. And um, I haven't taken a phone call on there yet, but it's going to be interesting when I try. Well, maybe I should call you to see if it, not right now, but maybe yeah. <laughs> I'll call you on the phone and see what happens. You can sit there and everything starts ringing everywhere. Yeah, and like I said, and before I put uh, Yosemite on there, I did notice the iPad was doing that too, which is kind of cool. If I happen to, <laughs> excuse me, be downstairs and my phone is, uh, uh, or if uh, my phone's downstairs charging, I happen to be upstairs, I could, you know, I, uh, it'd be interesting to take a call on there and see how the sound is because I'm not a big fan of, speaker phones um my wife does that once in a while and uh hear what she's saying sometimes drives me a little nuts i'd have to see how the sound quality is but the concept uh it seems like it's a good one yeah i it is i haven't put yosemite i haven't put ios 8 on anything i'm gonna wait for 8.1 my phone is not capable so i'll wait till i get a new phone here in the next month or two to take care of that but um the I haven't done it with my iPad, unfortunately, because I was so busy and didn't have time to jump in. It looks like I missed a lot of the <laughs> headaches that people had. Well, yeah, and I remember the morning that 80.1 uh, came out, and uh, or the afternoon, I'm sitting there watching, oh, a new update, and I'm looking before I could grab my phone, and all of a sudden people were uh, tweeting something like, stop. Don't do it. And then all of a sudden, you know, look like all crap broke loose. So uh, I just kind of hung back and watched it play out in front of me. So I, I missed that one. Yeah, I, I'm i not. Well, again, my phone won't do it because it's an iPhone 4. But uh, uh, my iPad would because it's a fourth gen iPad. So that'll be fine. I'll do it. But I'm I'm going to wait till tomorrow now 
the 20th is when iOS 8.1 comes out. And I'll even wait a day or two after that to see who screams and what they're screaming about before <laughs> I leap in. And I think when I go to do Yosemite, I think I'm going to do a fresh install. I'm going to do a new compave. It's been, I haven't done that to this Mac since I got it. So it's been three and a half years. So I think it's probably due. Mm. See, I did the upgrade, but I put the uh, SSD in here in June. I forget when it was earlier yeah. this year anyway. Yeah. And uh, so I did a, a fresh install then. And so it's only been six months. So I think I should be good yet. So I just upgraded. It was easier. Yeah, and I might get lazy and do that too. We'll see. I'm, or I might build a drive with Yosemite on it, build all my stuff onto it, and then maybe move it over. I I don't know. There's too many options. I'll have a little time. I've got some long weekends coming up here shortly next month. So uh, that'll that'll give me some time to diddle around with things a little bit more than I have had. But we'll see. So, But anyway, they talked about all that, and then they started talking about Apple Pay. And I was so underwhelmed by the idea of Apple Pay. It makes no sense for me in any way, shape, or form. How about you? Well, I don't. I think in order for it to work, you have to have the the six or six plus because I think that's got the near field chip in it. Or you got to have the Apple Watch. Well, yeah, that's going to happen anytime soon too. Um, so I just I think for me right now that's kind of a non-starter, and. And and out here, you know, I'm you know say this is kind of the boonies, and I don't think Walmart's going to do it. And yes, people, I spend time at Walmart um, shopping. So uh, and they said that they weren't going to do the Apple Pay thing. So in the other places in town, we have big names in town here too, but I don't know how many of them are going to do it. So I'm just thinking we're kind of the last place some of this tech hits. So I don't think any time in my near future I'm going to be doing it. Well, I mean, I'm sure there are some retailers. I know we've got Staples here in town. Staples is one of them. Um, I saw a couple others on the list. I think, was it Kohl's or somebody maybe? So that's, uh, they'll have it. I'm just, I, I freely admit this, I'm a little hesitant to do that kind of thing, period. I'm, I still carry cash. Uh, I don't, I still write checks. I mean, I don't do online banking at all, so I, I know. I'm a Luddite in some ways on that stuff. And see, I'm the complete opposite. Um, you know, I do the online bill paying. I got a debit card. I, I have some cash, but I do, you know, for a backup plan. So I'm not, you know, completely silly here. But uh, I'm one of those people. You hand me a cup of uh, strange-looking Kool-Aid with foam coming out of the top and steam. Sure, I'll drink it. You know, I well, okay, maybe I'm not quite that stupid. But, I mean, I'll jump in and... Um, you know, experiment with things like say, as soon as Yosemite came, out, I didn't do the beta, but as soon as the final release came out, and I installed it, and so far I haven't seen any major problems with the operating system. Um, the same way when I was doing Linux, you know, oh hey, a brand new bleeding distribution, sure I'll try it out. Oh, Mike had to cough there for a second, folks. Yep. Yeah, a bit of a cold here, so if you hear a few things, I apologize. So. Yeah. No, I um, when it came to uh, when it comes to stuff, especially on the computer, a lot of times it's it's for me it's not a will I try it. It's more of a matter of time. You know, mm-hmm. once once I have the time, I jump in with both feet. But I I, I don't know. I, Apple Pay just it doesn't scratch like the watch. It doesn't scratch an itch that I have. I mean, I'm not the type of person I pay cash for a lot of stuff where I use my credit card. Um, 
and it's I'm also the type of guy that goes to the bank to get my cash, uh, mainly because I'm afraid of uh, card skimmers that they put on every other type of ATM you can find around there. So unless I physically go into the bank to use the one at the bank, I'm not doing it. So um, and I do I mean I do have credit cards of course, but it's just it's just not something for me, and I don't. It, there just seems to be something about it that has has a risk factor to it, and it's not because of Apple. I just I get the feeling the hackers are just sitting there drooling, waiting for people to start using it, and so they can breach us in a different way. I, you know, that's the way I look at it. Well, yeah, I mean, and the thing is, I'm sure they're doing their best to try and figure out things, but there's always that one thing that they overlook that allows the hackers to get in there. And do their thing, and you know, kind of like um, um, the was it the shell, the shell shock vulnerability that actually did affect Mac and Linux uh, users. That was just something simple that had been there for I don't know what the last twenty thirty years was yeah. in the shell of uh, all the Unix uh, type operating systems, and that was just something simple that they'd overlooked, and it only it really you know, affects servers, but it's still something that can be. Uh, an outward-facing uh, network, and most people don't run their Macs that way. So it's not a big thing for Mac users, but it still was a simple vulnerability. It's just one of those little uh, Achilles heel-type things. You know, In this case, literally something small that you didn't think about that uh, they can get in and uh, compromise your system or use it for whatever or put ransomware on there and demand that you pay them money so you can actually use your computer. There is a special place in hell for those kind of people in my uh, in my world. So, uh, But it's just the simple things, and you don't know what... Um, you know, it could be, and of course, you know, you don't want to be no, um, you know, nervous Nelly and run around, you know, afraid to do anything. You have to take chances and do stuff. So, you know, it's all a matter of the amount of risk that you want to take and how you feel about it. And uh, I don't know, maybe I'm a little too overconfident, but uh, like I say, if I had the equipment and the stuff, uh, we could do it around uh, where I live. I would probably be in there doing it just because uh, I've always said I want my Star Trek future and I want it now. Although supposedly in Star Trek future, there's no money. So maybe this would all be a moot point. But um, that's the kind of stuff that I want. I want technology that I can uh, be able to track what I'm paying and uh be able to uh you know just swipe so you don't have to have a lot of credit cards i mean it would be nice eventually you know if you didn't have to carry around the wallet with credit cards and cash and debit cards in it and you could do it from your phone because well the, of course if you lose your wallet you lose everything too but if you lost your phone you'd lose everything but you know maybe tied in such a way with biometrics uh, maybe they'd get it perfected to the point where it would have to be your fingerprint or maybe your DNA or something like that uh, to make it work. But, yeah, right now there's – it's it, like any new technology, any new you know stuff. There's going to be problems with it. You've got to figure out how to do it, how to make it work and what the vulner, vulnerabilities are. But I guess my thing is I'll just push forward, and if it gets really scary, I'll back off or do something different. But I'll plunge in as soon as I can. Well – I can tell you this. I, I'm sure I will eventually take the plunge. I don't know when it'll be. But the other side to it is, when I do take the plunge, that also ends, and this is me being paranoid again, it ends right there, the idea that I will ever sell one of my iOS devices after I get it. Because I'm sorry, I the whole thing, and, and people, please correct me, I know I'm wrong. Uh, the fact that, you know, solid state memory, you can't really ever... Uh, wipe it out. You have to keep writing to it, writing to it to, to get rid of the data, to to overwrite the data and stuff that's in it. 
So having my credit card stored in that sort of environment where if you were to gazelle it or something, and by the way, gazelle, feel free to sponsor us, the uh, <laughs> and advertise, uh, the, uh, yeah, because they're listening, the, um, the idea of having that stored there that somebody could, if they really were determined, wanted to get at, yeah, that'll just prevent me from ever selling an, an iOS device, period, if I do that. So, Well, who knows? Maybe what it'll do, well, here, uh, Apple, here's an idea. You know, please pay me back when you use it. Maybe what they're going to have to do is, I know Apple doesn't like, you know, cards and slots and all those kinds of things, but maybe what they're going to have to do with their phone is, you uh, when you buy a phone, you'll get a little... Uh, chip you don't want to too little you might you know so you don't lose the stupid thing but like you know maybe ssd card or uh yeah uh ssd card sized or something that you can slide it into your phone and that would have all your personal information on it and you get a new phone and you take it out and you put it in there so then there would be no uh data stored on your uh on the phone it would be on your personal chip that you would take with you well, see, then the next logical step to that is they put the chip in us and have the phone communicate with you. Ooh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I've got a Soviet-era chip I can have put in you if you want. You know, it's about this size. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> it's the way we can keep track of you. I can find my mic, and I hit the button. <laughs> of course, oh, you'd be like Cousin Eddie on the uh, on the Christmas vacation. Every time I revved up the chip, you'd probably pee your pants and forget who you were for 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, that sounds like me in the morning anyway. <laughs> okay, so we're good there. Okay. So anyway, Apple Pay, you're, you're going to go for it as soon as you can. I'm going to back off and wait. Right. So and- I... I'm going to be a Luddite, you be a Miteite or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> um, sure, I'm out of ites right now. So. You're, you're out of ites? Right. All right, so let's move on to the other, the next big thing. The iPad Air 2. Zwei in German. So that, that'll that help you there, you're a little German in you. Um, what do you think of the iPad Air 2? Well, still something out of my price range, so I wasn't listening to it. Uh, I was only, I, I mean, I listened to the announcement. I listened to the iPad 2, um, or Air 2 announcement, and it wasn't listening real close because can't afford it, but I did listen. It seemed like it's interesting. It's even thinner. You know, pretty soon it's going to get lost between the cracks of something. Yeah. You know, I when they started shaving that pencil down, I'm sitting there going, really, you guys went there thinner yet? I mean, this is going to be thicker than a, or, you know, paper. A sheet of paper is going to be thicker than this thing before too long. Yeah, I mean, we're 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 getting very close to the point where, uh, you know, which is heavier, a piece of paper or the iPad? I mean, it's, it's getting to that point. Yeah, and so I'm watching it, and you know, like I say, it was thinner, uh, more power, better camera. I think they went with the uh, eight megapixel camera. And I'm trying to remember, was that the same as what they're using in the 6 Plus, or is it yeah. what they're using in the 6? I think it's the same as the 6. I don't think it's the same as the 6 Plus, but I could be wrong. Because I didn't hear anything about image stabilization, and that's the thing for the uh, 6 Plus. Yeah. But, but still, that they put that camera in there. And I know a lot of people make fun of people who take uh, pictures with their iPad, but... Um, for me, I mean, it's a nice big viewfinder. So if you are trying to find that one thing in a shot, 
because I've used the little one on my camera and even the one on my phone, you know, um, and that's bigger, but still you're looking at that and you don't really know the results till you go home and put it on the computer and then you look at it. So, yeah, that's, that's always been true with me for taking, um, uh, iPhone pictures. I mean, even though it's a pretty big viewfinder when I take one, you still can't really tell until you get it home and put it on a computer, uh, and look at it, and and they even talked about it being a great viewfinder. I mean, you, they showed uh, you know taking those scenic pictures, and they showed the panorama shots that it can take now. So I mean, it's it's it is pretty cool. Um, it has me thinking. I mean, my iPad One original generation starting to get just a wee bit long in the tooth. Um, of course, it hasn't had an iOS update for I guess five was the last version of iOS it would run. So. It didn't get six or seven, and now it definitely won't get eight. But I think I'm I'm tempted a little bit by the iPad Air too. Well, I still have my uh, uh, iPad Mini. I think that's the original one. It's still doing its job, although I once I put uh, iOS eight on there, it seems like maybe I have a little response uh, response issues once in a while, perhaps. So. Um, and I don't know if it's just because, you know, that I don't remember which processor it has in there. A5? Uh, I think you get the A5X or 5. I can't remember. A5. Yeah, I think you're right. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, because my fourth generation has an A6X2 or A6X or something they called it. I can't remember. It's, it was better than the 3, but not quite as fast as the iPad Air. So, because there was, remember, there was only six months between the iPad 3 and iPad 4, and the, which is the one they now sell is just iPad with Retina. Um, and then there's this, then they came out a year later with the iPad Air. So, the only reason I would consider an Air would be uh, because it's lighter. Because it, it, when I've held an Air and held my fourth gen, man, the weight difference is significant. I didn't think it would be that much. It is really huge. Yeah, and um, and I haven't played with uh, full sized iPad. They got some in school, but they're like the original uh, ones. So, uh, and I haven't bothered with any of the new ones. But um, I do like my uh, my mini. It's small. If I could get away with it, I would wear it on my side at school. But it's just a little too big for that. But I do like it. I would carry it around uh, more places. But I mean, I can. Um, take it places and watch videos on it and that kind of stuff. And again, it's only a 16 gig, but I've been kind of conservative about the uh, stuff that I put on there. And I think I still have probably, I should look here, probably a couple gigs of uh, storage left on it yet. So I'm doing okay, but yeah, I wouldn't mind having a new uh, retina. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Retina in a mini, right? Yeah, they do retina in a mini. Yeah. Yeah. And then I would probably go with 128 gig again, just because I could, just because I am that way. So. You know, I noticed, and and that was one thing I was going to bring up. The it now makes with especially with the iPad Mini, um, that has become a a great value machine because if you go to uh, the Apple refurb store, you can get a uh, iPad two, iPad Mini two. I got to get this right here because we get numbers going back and forth: two, three, four, seven, twelve, whatever the hell it is. <laughs> um, you can get, let me look here real quick. This is just riveting radio for those people listening. <laughs> um, you can get, let's see, where is it? The iPad mini 
would be the Mini 2 Wi-Fi only, 16 gig for $250. And if you jump up to 32, you can get for $300. That's all they have currently, but that's not bad. And I mean, I've got a 32 gig original iPad, and I've only had it give me a space issue a couple times, to be honest. Yeah, with my uh, uh, the Mini, yeah, I, I just looked. I got four gigs on there out of an available eight. Um, so that's not um, too bad. And But what, you know, what I have done, I do have a, a Kindle Fire, so I keep videos and uh, a lot of music and stuff on there if I want to listen to it. And the iPad I'm using more for, like, say, if I want to edit some pictures on there, if I want a bigger screen uh, for looking at um, web pages and stuff. You know, if I'm near Wi-Fi, I wish that I could, you know, get the, a cellular one, uh, so I would have data everywhere. Um, but uh, so I use it for, you know, that kind of stuff and more the I don't want to necessarily product say productivity apps, but something along that line. And I've got a few games on there. Um, I got Civilization to, uh, or, um, Civilization Revolution on there and a few other games. So I, I use it for game playing and you know and apps more than videos and music yeah now i i use that's what i use mine prime both of them actually primarily for my uh one daughter's playing uh temple run on the original ipad right now and she's having to sit tethered because it's uh the battery was almost dead in it it still gets good battery life i still don't have any trouble out of the battery on that original gen ipad you you think about the things i've actually had it uh, a little over four years because i got it in september of 2010 i think it was yeah i got it late it was you know everybody already had theirs so yeah i think i got mine in september 2010 so but i use it and the other thing i primarily use it for is i use it for a media streaming device upstairs i have the uh from a long time ago i had the cable hookup that's the red white and yellow we've talked about is that component or composite whatever whichever the one the hell it is um i have a cable that goes into the 30 pin connector on my ipad and then into one of the older tvs upstairs and i stream stuff when i'm watching it you know if i'm streaming from youtube or i'm streaming uh uh netflix or if i'm streaming amazon prime or something like that i stream out to to the tv from there and it works perfect as a streaming media device Hmm. Yeah, and that's, you know, that it certainly works that way. And, you know, you mentioned that, and I still have my iPod Touch fourth generation. That is uh, a little over three years old. And uh, the battery, I mean, if I'm listening to music, it's okay. But, boy, once I fire up that screen, you can kind of start watch the gauge just kind of go. Um, it starts to drop. So That brings up an interesting point. What kind of connector does the fourth gen iPod touch have on it a th- lightning or thunder or the other one the wide well, third pin uh well the fourth gen had the light uh, had the 30 pin and then the fifth gen which is now the current one which they have haven't updated in what two years now or three yeah years. two years that's got the lightning connector to it yeah because i was looking they had a fourth gen touch ipod touch uh 16 gig you can get them for 109 dollars for a fourth gen, and I thought about getting one of those to use with my iHome alarm clock upstairs. That that was the thing that I guess out of all these announcements, and we'll talk some more about the other ones. It suddenly made some of the other stuff on the refurb store a much better value. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. 
you know, because I mean, uh, it, there were some prices that went down and all that, but you know, it starts making like this. Here's a 16 gig white uh, iPod Touch fourth gen. It would be perfect for streaming music to upstairs. You know, you plugging it into my uh, iHome alarm clock and stuff like that. So the little bit of music, because I only stream music during the Christmas season, but you know, it would be perfect for all that. Yeah, and I've kind of thought about doing that with my uh, my touch. I still take it with me just as a backup uh, source of uh, music. So if there's something uh, that you know won't fit on my phone, uh, I do like to listen from my phone because if somebody makes a phone call, I can at least hear them then. But uh, you know, if I do, I can always fire up the touch and listen to music, or I can plug it into the car when we're driving down the road for a wider uh, selection of music. So. Um, you know, that's always, I, I keep it around as an option, but, uh, uh, yeah, I thought about doing something like that, getting a dock and putting it upstairs and you could use something like, um, Intune. So you could even use it to play internet radio stations or radio stations that have an internet. Uh, we have a couple, uh, local ones here that have a uh, internet, uh, output or whatever. So you could listen to that. So I, I thought about doing that, um, cause I just, I I don't like getting rid of my electronics stuff, and so I keep it around longer than I probably should. But um, you know, the idea had crossed my mind of doing something like that. Well, the um, does the fourth gen run iOS eight? No, iOS six. No, I don't mean yours, but I mean, will it run iOS eight? I can't you mean remember. The, the fourth gen. Fourth gen iPod Touch. Will it run? No, uh, it won't. No, I've got. No, I've got. I don't have it near me here, but uh, yeah, I've got it as far as it'll go, and I think that's we're at eight. It didn't do seven. I think it's six. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's like two uh, generations back. So it's still the old style yet, but you know, it's still usable. It doesn't have all the new bling and stuff of uh, iOS seven and eight, but it's still usable yet. Yeah, that would make me wonder about the uh, the. You can get a fifth gen. Uh, for another fifty bucks or another forty bucks, excuse me. But the only problem is my alarm clock has the thirty-pin connector on it, and I really don't want an adapter and all that kind of crap over to it. But I guess I could do that, right? And um, yeah, and I, I'm even looking because I sometimes I think I would like to have a you know a bigger, newer touch the fifth gen, and even on the uh, refurb store the sixty-four gig, uh, they have a 64 gig uh, refurbished white one here for two hundred nine dollars, or or a black one too, and that's still not too bad because they were originally the 64 gig, weren't they? About three four hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. They were three. I'm holding the mute button down, talking to you. Um, yeah, they were like three or four hundred dollars, if I'm not mistaken. So, well, they're still out there. You can still go. The fifth gen iPod Touch is still out there because oh, I was because yeah. I, I was considering. I love my Nano, and my Nano's a uh, two generations back from what's currently being sold. Uh, it was the one before the the little watch style uh, that everybody liked, which I thought was stupid because it wouldn't play video. Uh, so the current one, uh, they're $99 in refurb store. So it does, and like I said, it does make everything look like a great value because even the iPad Air, you know, the original one, like I said, they're, you can get a good deal on one, a Wi-Fi only 16 gig is $340. I mean, that's that's pretty cheap. A 128 gig one was only $530. So that's, I mean, overall, that's pretty cheap, and you've got quite a nice little machine there, and you're only one generation off of where the current state of affairs is. 
And I'm even looking at the i uh, the iPad Mini two, which would be the newer one than I've got. And even for a 16 gig, that's two hundred and fifty dollars. That's yeah. not too bad. That's a pretty good deal. And the uh, 32 is uh, two ninety nine. Yeah, I still the one thing that bugs me about that, just like with the phones. They they still have the starting. They took out the middle tier at thirty two and made it sixty four. Yay, Apple! Good job, one hundred twenty eight gig on the top end. Why the hell do they still have the sixteen gig entry? I cannot believe that they can't afford to do the thirty two as an entry level. It, yeah, and considering the fact that you need when you, uh, you upgrade, you got to have five point was it five point eight gigs or five point two gigs? It was over five gigs of available space to do the install if you do it over the air. And, you know, I know a lot of people are going, yeah, you can plug it in and do it through iTunes, and then it won't be as much. But there are some people that don't have a computer, don't have iTunes, and, you know, run uh, only off their phones. And that's going to make it pretty difficult. They're going to have to sit there. And if they don't have a way to back it up and get their pictures off and their music off um, or some way to re-download that stuff, uh, they're going to have to free up enough space to do, do the over-the-air updates. And some people are speculating that's why uh, the uh, adoption rate of iOS 8 has kind of flattened off at some point here is because there are those people with 16-gig devices that can't or you know, aren't able to free up the space to do the upgrade. Um, yeah. They're going to have to rethink that one, I think. Yeah, that's they, that's that's pretty poor. I think they're... They ought to do it. I I will say one good thing they did do in all that. They did bring back the camera roll because I heard people, when I heard they took that out, that was one of those things that was going, ah, crap. I do use the camera roll. It's stupid, but that's why, because I don't use PhotoStream because I don't, I don't like PhotoStream. Shoot me now. I'm okay with it. Just wound me though, please. (laughs) I, I I don't like PhotoStream. It just, it seems cumbersome and... Um, pain in the ass. I have I I used the uh, Dropbox functionality to put the photos up there, and that works fine for me when I'm not around someplace where I can sync them back to my computer. Well, as far as backing up, I think I've got them going. Uh, well, maybe I turned off Dropbox, but I got them going to Google Drive. They have a backup solution too, and I'm also uh, I got BitTorrent sync running on my phone. So uh, I got to double check, make sure that I got it set up properly, but that should be uh, backing them up too. So I should have like two sources of backup there. So as far as backup goes, I don't use PhotoStream. Now, once in a while, you know, again, you know, I have to be near Wi-Fi to make it work. But if I want to take uh, get a picture that's on PhotoStream, put it on my iPad, PhotoStream is good for that because I can flick through there, find the one and download it. That you know, I do use that a little bit. Uh, but, you know, sometimes I'm not near Wi-Fi when I'm trying to do it. Then I've used something called DeskConnect. Uh, and maybe I should try uh, AirDrop and see if uh, – I've tried AirDrop, but sometimes it'll recognize things, sometimes it won't. But uh, this DeskConnect, as long as you got the software, and it'll work on iOS and Mac. So last night I wanted to take a picture from my phone and send it to my computer. I just didn't want to do the stupid email thing. So I just fired up DeskConnect and hit it and uh, – Said uh, pick a photo, and I did, and and Bing, uh, you know, a second later, uh, message on my computer saying that there was a picture there for uh, to download. So I clicked on it and downloaded it, and you know, it works a lot better. I was trying to use AirDrop from the phone to the computer, and it just wasn't seeing. They weren't seeing each other or something. I think I have <clears throat> everything turned on to make that work, but 
they just weren't seeing each other. So, um, you know, they need a, you know, and I, I'm still haven't experimented with the handoff feature yet to see what all that does do and how it does work. Um, it, see, is that going to be for like their, uh, their productivity stuff, pages, numbers, uh, whatever the other one is. And Safari, is that what's going to do handoff then? Well, Mail will do it. Um, okay. I forget what else will do it. The Apple software, though, basically. Yeah, ma- mainly what it will. The, uh, what I used to sync photos is an application. I've been using it for a long time called PhotoSync. And you run. You have to buy the app for your iOS device, but you get a free server daemon-like thing that runs on your desktop computer or your notebook, whatever you have. And as soon as it gets in range on the same network, you can then just dump the photos. You can, pretty sure you can set it to auto sync them, or you can just choose it and say sync, and it all does it wirelessly. So if I have a photo sync running and I'm upstairs, I go, oh, I just took a bunch of great photos. Let me make sure I have a copy of them. Boom. Select all new photos, sync. Boom. And it it sends them right to uh, right down here to my computer. I can be upstairs as long as I've got a Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi connection. It does do it only over Wi-Fi. It will not do it over uh, uh, the Internet. So it's a Wi-Fi only. That that way it's kind of like walk in the house and boom, it starts to send the pictures type of situation. Well, that'd be good because I've got a limited, well, it's three gigs of data, but I don't want to be using a lot of that. So I'm kind of sparing with it, and I haven't uh, gone over my uh, my limit. So um I'm, I should be okay there. And, yeah, as we're talking, I'm trying to look up and see what, uh, make sure my photos are backed up. And uh, I'll have to look into that when we're done. Make sure, I'm, I know there's backups somewhere. And my problem is I'm trying to sync and, that could almost be another episode by itself, syncing and backing up um, options and ideas. And I'm trying to make sure that my data is in at least redundant places within the house. I also need to work on an off-site backup strategy too but uh and that starts to boggle your mind when you're trying to sync things between three computers and make sure that you get everything synced right so you're not overwriting or deleting something that is you know the ones that you want so well even though we're on the podcast i'll throw it out there too because i thought about it uh mark's a little too far away i think but you're close enough that if we each had a transporter and a drive that we could initially back up to then we could swap drives and you and I, you could have your drive here using my connection. I could have a drive at your house, and we could have the uh, off-site storage thing, and that would give us uh, redundant Some options. Data. Yeah, yeah, we may have to think about something like that, because I should do the off-site thing. Um, because, you know, I always say, you know, the course problem is that, well, of course, hopefully we're past the days of the Soviet Union. I know it's dead. But, you know, there was always that time that, you know, nuclear bombs. Well, the problem is us out here in South Dakota with nuclear silos and with you there near Washington, we both could have been taken out. So then I guess it's a moot point. Then I guess it doesn't matter. But. Yeah. You know, at that point, we're going to be we're going to be as fried as the electrons are inside the thing. So it's not going to make a whole lot of difference. But uh, well, because I do and I've mentioned it before. I care. I have extra drives, and what I do is I swap them. I have one, I have two or three copies here at the house, and then I have one that I keep at work, and then I'll do another backup, and I'll take that one in and bring the one from work home, and then that way I have one that's not too old, which is a full disc clone uh, at my uh, office. So, and there's 45 miles of physical separation, uh, although it's closer to DC, uh, so it's <laughs> it's more likely to get taken out by the. Uh, 
you know, that or some, some other sort of uh, threat. But I mean, you know, there's only so much you can do. I can, my problem with the cloud sync stuff is the, uh, is I have so much data. I want one of the services and I know, uh, car, not, um, not the one that Carbonite doesn't do it, but a couple of the others let you see they'll, if you pay them some money, they'll send you a drive. You can fill it the first time, then send it back to them. And then you don't have to do the whole, you know, wait two or three months for a couple terabytes of data to upload to their server. So, and with the amount of streaming video we tend to do around my house anymore, I'm starting to approach probably 60% of what theoretically is an unlimited, uh, uh, cap by Comcast, uh, but I know I'm starting to push it because I'm I'm pushing about 180 to maybe 190 gigs a month of data around. So I'm mm. pushing a lot of data. Yeah, and if you got a cap, uh, you know, thankfully we don't have a cap here. So because um, there's been lots of times I've downloaded two or three Linux distros in a day, and you know that kind of stuff. So, uh, but yeah, if you do have a data cap that you got to worry about, yeah, trying to do the upload thing, uh, a pure upload thing would suck. But if you uh, once you get it up there, the incremental stuff shouldn't be that bad unless you're making massive changes. You're producing a massive amount of uh, um, content that you're pushing up there. Yeah, it wouldn't be a, a huge amount once I got it going, but it's the probably terabyte and a half that I have right now that's that would take a while. I think, you know, we don't have a cap, but I think it's uh, unwritten that it's a 300 gig cap. So with, with me approaching 200 gigs, I, you know, and I'm streaming more and more. We watched, oh, I have to tell you what movie we watched last night. You'll love it. Galaxy mm-hmm. Quest. Oh, yeah, that's a great one. <laughs> and since i haven't had a chance to plug sci-fi tech talk yet we did an episode on that one i don't remember when you'll have to go back and look it's through our archives but it's there yeah it's been it's been a little while back um so i've been catching up on i was got behind some for some reason i don't know on uh on your show and i got behind on uh, namp mark's other show people go have a listen to namp if you're not already a listener so i'm like two or three episodes behind on him and I forget what was the last episode I just listened to. I'm about two or three back as well on Sci-Fi Tech Talk. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to catch up. Of course, Sci-Fi Tech Talk, I don't always listen to them in order either. I pick oh. them up and down yeah, because I say, oh, this looks interesting, and I choose that one and put the ne- those two in the playlist. I get to them all. It's just a matter of when. Well, and we did do our uh, hangout last Sunday, and we had uh, a couple people on there join us, and that was kind of interesting. So I think sometime in the future we'll try that again. We'll find some property that's popular and people find interesting we'll try it again and see if we get a few more people in there but you know that was kind of fun and we've uh, uh with uh um just different things this week we took uh uh or we taken the week off before so you should be you know starting to catch up there a little bit yeah i'll, I'll do my best i'll, I'll try because there was a couple shows that i got behind on we skipped over it too when we were talking about ios they really flash past the mini three I mean, it was not much more than a slide really quickly in the in the presentation because I, I don't think they did anything but change the storage and add Touch ID. They didn't – I don't even well, think they changed the processor in it. No, I think uh, I think what people – the snarky remark was gold and uh, fingerprint sensor is all. Yeah, gold fingerprint sensor, just what everybody needed. Gold finger. I uh, go. I can't remember the song now, but I, yeah, now I'm gonna have to look that song up after we get done here. I always get these songs that pop into my head, and I have to go listen to them, see how bad I like them. 
<laughs> so, well, then the other things that they updated were they came out with the thing that everybody drooled over, the 5K iMac 27-inch, starting at just 2500 excuse me, twenty four ninety nine. Right, and I'm going. Hmm. And I, what's the specs on that one? Uh, it has a slightly faster CPU than what I've got in my 2011 here in front of me. It's a 3.5 gigahertz quad core i5 to start. Yeah, yeah, 3.5 uh, quad core, eight gigs of memory. It's got the Fusion drive in it, and. The AMD Radeon uh, with two gigs of video memory, which is what I've got. Right. That's the and entry it, on that one, though. Right, and that's but I mean that's not too bad. And I keep deciding because um, I'm starting to think. I was talking with Kevin this or, uh, about this earlier. My MacBook Pros, uh, and I see a lot of people online have uh, been talking about it. Um, they've been having issues with the discrete graphics card, so, uh, probably related to heat, possibly, where you're running in discrete graphics, all of a sudden the uh, screen may gray out or you get lines going across it or something. And uh, it seems a lot of people seem to think it's a heat failure um, related to the graphics card, and Apple hasn't said anything about it yet. I'm really hoping that there's going to be enough uh, groundswell of uh, problems that they will issue and say something about. So it you know, makes me kind of sad that it's starting to act up. And also the uh, on the top row of letters on my keyboard, the E through the O uh, aren't working. Like Kevin pointed out, I can't do my uh, farmer uh, uh, McDonald's Mc- in the farm. Old yeah. McDonald. Mark Mike can't be an old McDonald's farmer because he can't go E I E I O anymore. Yeah, I is sad. So um, <laughs> I have and, no O. <laughs> yeah. And so with this thing, you know, starting to, you know, give me concerns, well, then, you know, that's just a justification for me to go out and look at new stuff there. And, you know, so I'm looking at things there and trying to decide, I mean, you know, it, it's going to be money to buy this stuff. And I'm trying to decide, you know, obviously I don't have enough to get the top of the line best to everything. So I'm trying to decide, and I'm trying not to think of it as in terms of corners to cut, but what do I really need? Um, you know, yeah, I have to balance between the geek and the, um, and the budget there, because the geek's going to want the best of everything, but then, you know, the budget says you can only afford so much, and then, you know, somewhere in between lies reality. Do you, am I going to be doing enough stuff that I need an i7 uh, to be doing things? If I was doing video editing, I probably would want an i7, yeah. uh, but but I don't. Uh, uh, I can tell you, I rarely tax the i7 that I have, and I've got a three point. 2 gigahertz quad core i7. I mean, I've done a couple things one time where I've pushed all the threads all the way to the top, but it doesn't last long. I mean, it'll be like a burst mode. I know uh, my wingman Steve Sheridan over with uh, on the with Allison at uh, the Nocillacast. Now, I mean, he does a tremendous amount of video editing, and I'm sure he pushes, and he has almost the same machine I do, except I think he has solid state drive inside of his. Um, but he has almost the exact same machine I do, so I'm sure he pushes it right to the limits. Well, yeah, and there's, you know, and the, probably the one thing I have done in the past, and probably there's a few more I should do, I've got a device so I can take videotapes and convert them over to digital, and so the conversion process would take a little bit of effort, but I don't know how many more of them I have, so then the only other thing I would be doing that would probably you know, tax the graphics processor anyway, would be games. 
Um, although I do have, you know, and we did an, uh, part, uh, an episode or part of an episode about the HP 27-inch I bought over here. Uh, with Windows on, that's where I play most of my games. But if I did want to do something on there. So, you know, then I'm sitting here debating, you know, Mac Mini, which this year you got, I don't know, a little oven, but not a lot. I mean... I got something else to say about that. We'll talk about that in a minute. But okay, so I'm looking at that, and you know, all that got all that has is Intel graphics or the Iris graphics. And I'm not quite sure what the Iris Iris graphics is. Is that just a better version of the Intel? Still not, you know, discrete graphics stuff. How would that hold up for certain things? So I mean, that would be a cheap price. But then I'm looking at like the. You know, the 21 inch, which would be nice because that would fit on my desktop here the way I got things set up. So that would fit there. Uh, you know, 27 I could put up here, it'd be kind of big, um, maybe overkill. So I may not need a 27 inch. And the thing is, if I got a 21, I could also put another 20 or 21 inch monitor up here. And so I could have a dual monitor set up here. So, you know, I'm sitting there debating what. How do I use my Mac, and what do I, what should I get? What do I need, and what can I afford? And so all these questions are racing through my mind. I'm looking at what Apple's announcing there and trying to figure things out. And so you know, yeah, I'm just puzzled. Yeah, I mean, I would love. I have no, I can't justify it, uh, but I would love to have the uh, new 5K one. I. Just because the display, just the thought of being able to watch stuff in that higher resolution when it starts to come out. I mean, it's higher resolution than my HD TV. I mean, I thought my my current iMac, which is twenty five sixty by eighteen whatever it is, I can't remember the resolution, which is it's pretty high. I mean, it's 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 higher than HD anyway. Um, was good, but I mean, just to be able to push it that much further just seems cool. But I I, I don't know. I, I can't see myself, this Mac is not being pushed to the limits. I don't see myself replacing it anytime soon. Um, you can still get the previous generation, I'll say, 27-inch uh, iMac. They still have that one out there. It's not the Retina iMac, uh, which starts at 17-something, which would be... That would be be a nice machine. I mean, that, had a, that has the same high-resolution, or same-resolution display as... Uh, uh, my iMac does. So, I mean, and that would save you some bucks right there. I mean, the entry level is seventeen ninety nine versus $24.99, so you're already, right. you're already $700 to the good, and you can take a little bit of that and bump it up in spec a little bit. So, Well, yeah, and I've been looking on the refurbished store, too, and um, even like um, the um, – if I went with the 21-inch, um, they have a uh, 2013 model here. And that's got the 3.1 quad-core i7, uh, 8 gigs of memory, a a spinning hard drive, and the uh, GeForce uh, 750M graphics card in there. Uh, That's for $1,439. Yeah. So you can can really... You're seeing different than I... Oh, 21-inch, you said, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, you can get a... They have a 27-inch... The only problem is it has a spinning hard drive in it. Right. Personal opinion, uh, they start at thirteen ninety nine for a refurb twenty seven inch quad core i five. Um, I don't. I'm trying to look where they they one terabyte one terabyte. Then they get up to the fusion drive. That's around sixteen hundred dollars. So right. you could you do pretty good. I mean, even on the refurb store. Um, right. Well, so, and the, 
and that's the thing, you know, you said spinning hard drive, and once I put the, and you know, the thing is, I, if my MacBook wouldn't start having this graphics problem and the keyboard problem, because after I upgraded it, and it got, the performance got better, I loved it, I was planning on sticking with this for a while, but now I started doing this weird stuff, now I'm just getting a little bit nervous, and so, uh, you know, uh, I want to, you know, get something I'm sure is going to be reliable, which you know, is just a you know good excuse for looking at this stuff anyway. But <laughs> yeah, true. I, I got to justify things. But, you know, so then I'm sitting there thinking, because once I went to that SSD, I don't want to go back. I'm just wondering how the Fusion Drive performance, I, re- I realized it's going to be not, not a SSD, but it'll be better, hopefully, than a spinning hard drive. So I, There's something about the Fusion Drive that doesn't ring true with me, and I don't know what it is. I'm really not... I can't say what it is. There's just something. I, I just, I don't know. I If I was going to do that, there I would spend the money with, especially with the 27, since you can still do the RAM upgrades yourselves. Uh, that's where I think I would probably get even a small flash drive, spend some money there, and let some other things slide. Uh, you know, because the built-in stuff's probably good enough. Because uh, a 512... A 256, you had two hundred dollars to the price, so you could get a 512 gig flash drive, um, which would put you up close to what you're going to pay for a Retina iMac at that point. Right. So you know, I don't know. I just you know, either that or get a good refurbished. And what I've considered doing is is um, getting an external Thunderbolt uh, enclosure with an SSD in it. And uh, yeah, you're going to do that, or that's what I'm considering. I'm going to buy. Uh, I, again, it's a matter of having time. Not that I'm flushed with enough cash to do it, but get an external Thunderbolt drive built. That's what I ought to do for Yosemite, is I ought to do that, build it, and get working with it, and then slowly move the stuff over, then use that as my primary boot drive, and uh, partition the internal hard drive in my iMac, use part of it for data, the other part as a backup boot for uh, Yosemite. So then I'd have two readily bootable Yosemite partitions that I could work with or keep one on Mavericks and then um, have, you know, a gig worth of data uh, to use on the, uh, for, uh, uh, as a backup to the uh, boot partition. But because you can get a, like a 400 gig SSD pretty cheap now. They're not terribly expensive. Well, even if it was a 256, because that's what I put in my MacBook here. So I'm trying to run, you know, uh, programs off of that. And I've got the spinning hard drive in here yet. That's 500 gig, I think. Um, So I'm using that for storage. So even if I did something like that, where the internal drive, I suppose I should realistically keep a backup or um, a boot partition in there. But um, I could, you know, take everything else out of there and just make that a storage drive and then run off my external yeah, that's uh, that's what I've considered doing, uh, and I may do that. That might be a project with the upcoming holidays and stuff like that. That might be something I work on. Uh, first thing I have to do is clean off my desk because it's a freaking mess right now. Um, but uh, yeah, you and I, we mm-hmm. we're, we're brothers on top of the desk. Oh wait, that didn't sound right. We're no, brothers and we're brothers in the mess on the desk. We'll say it that way. We're we're brothers in arms who need to use those arms to clean up the desk. There you go. You hit the yes. nail on the head there. That's right. it. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I the, the the iMac 5K or Retina 5K. Yeah, they call it iMac Retina 5K display. It looks amazing, but I don't think I'm going to do it right now anyway. If I had to go out right now and buy one, I would probably buy the standard iMac 
but I'd buy a 27 inch again only because I want to be able to upgrade the RAM myself. Yes, I am that kind of sadomasochist, people. <laughs> well, and you know, you said RAM, and like I had mentioned, looking at the uh, the Mac Mini here, which would be price wise, would be a you know, would be okay. You still have to have a display. Uh, you know, of course, by the time you start figuring that, and maybe I'd be better off with a. Um, you know, an iMac, but uh, and I could kind of make it work for right now if I was trying to save money because I do have a, a TV that I'm using as a display here, a second display, so it'd work, be not the best, but that well, would be one thing. But but remember, your display purchase and your keyboard purchase or whatever that doesn't come with the mini is a one time purchase, right? But on the new Mac minis, here's something that I didn't know until I read an article an hour and a half or maybe two hours ago. Oh. They took out the memory upgradeability out of the Mac Minis. It's solid. It's soldered in. I'm going. You yep. freaking buttholes! I know. Because my son, my son bought a, a Mac Mini this summer, and and I was looking at it. And yeah, you just spin the little thing on the bottom, and uh, the memory's right there. You can pop it in and out. And I'm going, ooh, that'd be cool. And then when I found out soldered in, I'm going, hmm. Nope. I didn't like that. Nope. Yeah. Right, that's that just pisses me off that they did that. Really, I mean. Why are they trying to lock that down? What the hell? I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me that they do that. I mean, yeah, it was one of those things that made people happy. They could buy, you know, a cheaper one because I think they, I haven't compared the RAM prices, but I think even if you bought it from a third party, it'd be cheaper than uh, Apple's. Um, theirs was notoriously high. I think maybe their prices come down, but I still think there's a price difference there. So you could save a bit of money and, um, uh, get a um, you know a cheaper one. Put the memory, uh, the RAM in yourself, and save a, a little bit there. So well, they do have the. They started eight gigs on. I'm looking at the top end Mac Mini. Uh, that's nine ninety nine. You can bump sixteen gigs is only a two hundred dollar delta. So it's not as bad as it used to be. Let's look at the low end. What they're doing on the memory there, as far as. Uh, Memory, you can go to eight gigs for only a hundred bucks, so that's about comparable with third-party RAM. And that's the low-end Mac Mini. That's the low-end Mac, the four ninety-nine one, which was nice. Right. They dropped the price of the entry-level Mac Mini, uh, so you can do four uh, for a hundred bucks. You can go to eight gigs. Um, what I'd really like to see, they don't have in the low end. You have to go to the mid-range Mac Mini. You don't have an SSD option, but again, you can because you've got Thunderbolt three and or Thunderbolt two and USB three on the back of the Mac Mini. Uh, OWC sells those great little uh, things that look just like a mini. You can yep. just stack them, and you can put your SSD in that. Yeah, and so I was considering that because, uh, um, you know, I said I need to probably just sit down with a spreadsheet and start you know comparing things here, and you know if I was to get a uh, you know. Um, uh, a Mac Mini here, I could, you know, and compare the price, you know, do some comparisons. If I got a, oh, and I don't know if two-tenths of a gigahertz is going to make a lot of difference, because I think, is that the only difference between the top two, is just uh, two-tenths of a gigahertz, and then... I think, well, that's, I think that's, well, then what you can upgrade. Fusion drive. Yeah, what you can upgrade. Uh, you have other op- upgrade options, so... I'm just looking at the base model here, and it looks like the only difference is is two tenths of a gigahertz, and then the top tier one has the fusion drive in it. Right, and, and you're paying three hundred dollars more, and you can do a fusion drive for two hundred dollars on the mid tier. 
right. buy the mid tier. Uh, don't bump the processor; just bump the bump it to a fusion drive uh, for two hundred bucks, so you could theoretically save a hundred dollars. You lose right. a little speed, but you save a hundred right. bucks. And you know, this is a dual core as compared to a quad core that I think the uh, IMAX would have. So. Yeah, the IMAX have quads. And yeah. again, I don't know. You know, I wish there was some you know program I could just install in here that would track my usage and say this would be the appropriate machine for you. Yeah, well, you know, I look at how I use the processors, and I watch. Uh, was it? What do I have up here? Is this iStat menus or? What's this utility that measures it? I think it's uh, menu meters is, I think, the one I have installed. Um, and, you know, I'll see a bump in four for the... Uh, I'll see a bump in all four cores, but rarely do I see the second, you know, the hyper-threading portion of it go all the way to eight, you know, bump those. So occasionally Skype will go apeshit and, and do something with it, but... Um, that I, I think a dual core would be for the way you and probably the way I use one more than sufficient because then you're gonna have four threads it's a dual core cpu with four right. threads so you'd, you'd be now the only difference is when i do start cranking a lot of vms as i do occasionally and that is my paying jobs uh work that would push it to the top a little bit there so yeah and like i said i'm thinking what i want uh and desire and what i need are probably two entirely different things and so like like i said i'm thinking and then you know i would probably get that because uh, i've seen that the one uh of which you speak the stackable unit for the mac mini um and get um that and maybe put an uh ssd in there i forget what all it goes uh it'll give you additional usb ports um what else does it? I don't remember for what the it mini, does what, what other ports it has, or what other additional ports the little box adds. The little box has. Um, it has USB. I think it adds another Thunderbolt uh, Display Port. Uh, I forget what else. I mean, it makes a nice looking little package. It looks like you just got two little minis, one stacked on top of the other. Yeah, it'd be nice and compact. So yeah, it is and. Uh, OWC makes good stuff. I buy stuff from them occasionally. I get cables. I get um, uh, RAM from them. That's where I got the RAM. That's the other thing at some point, although I really haven't pushed this 16 gigs that I have in my machine to the limit, I want to go ahead and bump it to 32 gigs. But RAM, for some reason, went back up. and it's starting to come back down a little bit in price. Yeah, I was trying to bring up OSD or uh, OWC and see if I could uh, not find it. Uh, really quickly here, but yeah, I was trying to remember because I looked at the little box and I thought if I got that stuck an SSD in there, um, and you you know that might be a good uh, a good option for me. So I don't know. I'm going to have to think about it because I also had thought about getting it and then doing the data data doubling. But cripes to get in there to put the second uh, drive in, you got to go all the way through that thing to the top of the box, and that takes requires taking a lot of stuff out. And even uh, iFixit gives it a moderate difficulty rating. So, um, yeah, and they're a little liberal with their their difficulty rating on something. Yeah, because what they do and what a normal person can do. Oh, here we go. I found it. Yeah, it's the the Mini Stack Max, uh, and you could get it with. Uh, It'll come with a hard drive in it, I guess, if you want. But uh, it'll give you an SSD slot on the front, which would be nice. I don't like that they go and stick it in the back. Or you could get one. Oh, that would be kind of cool, maybe. Uh, an optical drive built in. 
Yeah, yeah, uh, you can do that because, of course, the Mini hasn't had a, a an optical drive since uh, right at the first gen where they redesigned it to the smaller they did, and then it went away after that, so... You know, that might be, because uh, there's a few things yet that still have floppies, or if at some point I uh, decide to turn it into a media center or something like that, put it out in the living room, I don't have any Blu-rays. I do have some DVDs. That would be nice to uh, to be able to use. And um, it also has an eSATA port on here, and I do have a couple external hard drives that have eSATA capabilities. So um, I don't know, maybe this would be, uh, I wonder how fast is eSATA compared to US3 and Firewire? Um, not quite as fast as either one. Okay. But Firewire, still no, Firewire, and, Firewire and ESAT are about the same. Okay. Uh, USB3 and Thunderbolt are going to be faster. Right. But still, you got to have a spinning hard drive, which I, uh, or I mean, a uh, uh, SSD, which I don't have, uh, in order to get the speed boost that I'm looking for here. So it's got to be more than just the ports. I'd have to go out and buy the SSD. But, you know, they're not terribly expensive either. Even if I were the two fifty six, they're right around the mm, hundred and fifty dollar mark or somewhere in there. Yeah, so you you could do pretty decent. I've I've thought about getting. They have that in a, that matches the previous Mac Minis, which is what uh, I have that the kids use uh, that you can sort of see over my shoulder. Uh, the display behind me. That's although it's not on right at the moment. The kids use that, and I thought about getting one of those and just sticking an SSD in it just to speed it up, but. I mean, what they're using that Mac Mini for? They browse uh, the internet, and they use uh, Google Docs for their uh, schoolwork. So it's more than sufficient for that. Yeah, and uh, maybe I should look around on uh, other world computing here because I know they do sell um, refurbished um, Macs on here. Maybe they got a. And I noticed that even in the um, Apple Store, they don't have any refurbished Mac Minis. They, um, they come and go very quickly in the Apple Store. Okay, so I'd almost have to hover over that thing, I suppose, if I was going to get a deal. But I should see if, because uh, I get their newsletter, and from time to time I see they are selling, and sometimes they go way back to, you know, like um, uh, the first, um, oh, shoot, not the Celeron, but the um, the original um, Intel Mac Mini, um, Core oh, yeah. 2. Uh, yeah. No, no. They, the originals were uh, G5s or G4s? Well, the originals. I mean, the original Intel one. Oh, yeah, so, the Core Solo. The, the Aussie some Core of Solo. Yeah. And I see a few Core 2s in, uh, on there once in a while, too. But, um, yeah, even if I was to do something like that. So, like I said, no, I'll have to go talk to the Minister of War and Finance, otherwise known as my wife. Make sure <laughs> she's not listening here. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and see, you know, if we can figure out something. But uh, there's another good company that does and uh, um, used Macs. They have a good deal, uh, and I got it through uh, Jody uh, Spangler uh, recommended them to me. The uh, their uh, crap, I can't, Power Max, I think is their name. I can't remember the name of the company. Let me. I can look it up pretty quickly. Uh, they they have good deals, and you can get uh, you know a lot. They go back a ways, or they have something pretty current. You know, it just depends. Uh, let's see. Yeah, powermax.com. P o w e r m a x, uh, and they'll have uh, all kinds of generations of stuff out there. 
They even sell new stuff, and they have a 90-day warranty. So, I mean, that's not quite as good as what Apple held, sells you, but, hey, you know, it's something. Yeah, and like I say, I like my Mac, and I've been using my Windows machine over here more, more mainly for playing games, but, uh, um, you know, I do like my Mac, and, and the, I bought a MacBook Pro thinking that I was going to carry it around, but I realized I haven't. And now that I have the iPad, when we go somewhere, it's easier just to take the iPad and stick it in the bag rather than to, uh, you know, take the MacBook and take it along. And I haven't the stuff that I do on the road, I can do with the Mac, uh, the iPad. So I'm, you know, really thinking I should just get a desktop computer because part of the problem I had originally with the MacBook was the battery issue, not unplugging it enough to, you know, exercise the battery and having it, you know, expand on me. So I'm really thinking for my main computer, I should have a just a desktop computer and, you know, probably ditch unless at some point. Well, I'll probably even if I get a new one, I'll still hang on to the uh, MacBook here and just use it as a laptop, not plug in an external display, and probably not do the kind of stuff that's going to make the discrete graphics kick in. Because I think as long as you stay away from the discrete graphics, it'll be okay. And as far as the number, uh, the letters not working, I got an external keyboard, which makes it kind of clumsy to carry around as a laptop. But, uh, you know, I can set it upstairs, and I can put a uh, external keyboard on my lap and you know do it that way so it's not the best but I mean I wouldn't have to I would still hang on to it and use it and pray that Apple will do you know some sort of a recall or you know make it make it right or something so we'll see yeah plus well you know there's a utility and I can't remember the name of it where you can actually turn off discrete graphics so it won't kick on um oh yeah I might have to go look for that and see yeah um I think I heard something about now. Does it turn it off? Or? It'll let you do either. It'll let you force it into discrete graphics mode or lock it out of discrete graphics mode. Okay. It lets you control instead of being the intelligence inside your Mac. It steps in the way and gets in the middle there. So okay, that's, I might have to do some googling when I'm done here. But yeah, and uh, I think speaking of done, we probably ought to let the listeners have some of their life back. What do you think? Oh, I suppose, and I think my, uh, let's see here, yeah, I'm out of coffee, so I think, you know, before the brain cells start to degenerate here, we should, you know, probably let people get on with their lives. Yeah, that's probably true. So, I think, folks, with that, uh, we're going to call it an end to the show this week. I do want to apologize for us being tardy. Again, Mike and I have been working some extremely weird schedules and extremely weird hours uh, he's working a night shift. I'm working whatever shift, and it's starting to things are starting to calm down on my end, which will make me more flexible. I mean, it's all right when one of us is kind of inflexible, you know, Mark, Mark or Mike or myself. But if all if two or three of us are inflexible, lining up a time that we can do the show gets a little difficult. So uh, we we if I free up and become a little more flexible, and if, if Mark is a little more flexible, then that only leaves us to work around Mike's schedule as much as possible. So right. we should be able to get back to a little more regular release. We appreciate you sticking around and listening to the show. Uh, again, we apologize. And I want to say welcome to another new listener we have. Uh, Jim, you know who you are. You, I started working with you this week, and you watched uh, one of our the one or two episodes we did on YouTube. So thank you for joining and listening into the show. And I hope uh, John and Rich, who also joined in from that I work with, are still enjoying the show. So welcome, guys. Uh, and uh, welcome to a lot of our regular people that communicate with me. You know, I hear a lot from Dorothy. I hear, uh, heard, it was nice to hear from Bill. Hadn't heard from Bill for a long time. Uh, and we always hear from Peter. 
Peter's always great. Peter, we appreciate you listening. So uh, we do appreciate it. Thanks for sticking with us through this erratic time. Uh, and thanks to everybody, uh, including Mr. Shepard as well. So uh, that sounded bad. Thank you, Mark. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, so that's it for this week. Uh, hopefully Mark uh, Greentree will be able to join us on the next recording of the show. Uh, Mike, you want to tell everybody where they can find you before we sign off? Yeah, I got my plug in for Sci-Fi Tech Talk, uh, and that's at sci-fi com. And the other stuff I do, I have an about.me page at about.me slash Mike McPeak. That's M-C-P-E-E-K. Great. And if you want to find out about me, you can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A. Or go over to about.me forward slash Kevin Alder to find out there about what I might be doing or might be up to. If you want to know more about the show, please go over to geekiestshowever.com and check out our website with uh, show notes, except for the last episode, which you can read what Mark wrote there. Um, There were show notes that weren't show notes that weren't there that are there now that aren't going to be there when they're there then. So if that doesn't confuse you, don't worry. We'll try more harder later. (laughs) And uh, uh, reviews in iTunes would always be welcome. We appreciate those. And uh, we thank you for listening. So, folks, please... Between now and next week, if you do nothing else, don't forget to hug a geek. Are you into video games? Well, check out one of the many club podcasts here on the Stoplight Network. There's Club Nintendo, Club PlayStation, Club Xbox, and Club Steam. Whether you love Mario, love Halo, love Crash Bandicoot, or just love some good old-fashioned PC gaming... Make sure to check out one of the many club podcasts here on the Stoplight Network. These shows are weekly shows where we'll catch up on what we're playing, what uh, news stories are on that platform this week, and much, much more, all revolving around the wonderful world of video games. So check out Club Nintendo, Club PlayStation, Club Xbox, and Club Steam right here on the Stoplight Network. Uh-huh.